Welcome to Farm Chica's next podcast focusing on a mysterious bitter herb that dates back to antiquity, horseradish. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30-minute tips that anyone can do. Horseradish, often thought to be an aphrodisiac, used to treat rheumatism, or as a cough expectorant. This 3,000-year-old plant has also been known to be a bitter herb as part of the Passover cedars and a favorable and flavorful accompaniment for beef, chicken, seafood, etc. So horseradish definitely has a very interesting history. It's been prized for its medicinal uses as well as its gastronomic qualities for centuries. The Greeks used horseradish as a lower back rub and aphrodisiac. Egyptians knew and used horseradish as early as 1500 BC. And by the 12th century, the root was being used by Europeans all across Central Europe, Scandinavia, and especially in England. It was well known for its medicinal purposes, such as a cough expectorant, treatments for food poisoning, tuberculosis, colic, and even scurvy. Our ancestors were definitely convinced that it could cure everything. And legend has it that the Delphic Oracle told Apollo, the radish is worth its weight in lead, the beet its weight in silver, but the horseradish its weight in gold. And by the 17th century, thanks to the Brits, horseradish ale was made from horseradish, wormwood, and tansy. That definitely sounds very tangy and definitely spicy. And early in the 17th century, horseradish was primarily consumed only by country folks and laborers. And eventually it became a culinary delight to be served with beef, oysters, among many Englishmen and women later in that century. And because of this influence on the great Britain culture in the time of the 17th century, this pungent root was actually traveled along with early settlers into North America, and they began cultivating it in the colonies. And by the 1800s, it grew very prolifically in the Northeast, especially around Boston. Commercial cultivation began in America around the 1850s when immigrants began starting horseradish farms in the Midwest. And by the late 19th century, a thriving horseradish industry had developed along fertile soil all over the Midwest, especially near the Mississippi River and the Illinois side. So later, um, horseradish farming began sprouting all over the country, and especially after World War II, homesteaders in almost all aspects of the Americas definitely started cultivating the root, and California even began doing this and others as well. Today, approximately 6 million gallons of prepared horseradish are produced annually in the United States. Think about that. That's enough to season enough sandwiches or meat and wraps that are like 12 times around the entire globe. There is a lot of horseradish being produced in our country today. So with more than 24 million pounds of horseradish grown in this country every year, why grow your own? 
Well, because it's always fun to grow your own. And horseradish is a zesty herb that really shares um, common characteristics. It actually comes from the mustard family. And it's very similar to wasabi, which is um, a, basically a Japanese horseradish that's served with sushi. Horseradish is really easy to grow. Um, it's a hardy perennial root vegetable with a long growing season. And it produces a mustard oil that when grated or cut can um, irritate the sciences and make your eyes water. However, horseradish contains considerable nutrients like vitamin C, potassium, and calcium. Horseradish plants are really easy um, to put anywhere. Um, they thrive in full sun or partial shade and can even grow in most soil types. The best time to plant horseradish is in early spring, two to three weeks before the late frost date in your region. So are you ready to grow your own? Let me walk you through some easy grow tips and then just some easy harvesting and some yummy recipes. First off, you want to buy some horseradish sets. So horseradish is usually grown by planting small root pieces, also known as horseradish sets. So you can find these at your local nursery. You can buy these um, from nurseries online, but you definitely want to put them directly in the ground soil um, when they're sent to you or when you pick them up. What's really attractive about horseradish is it can be grown in most soil types and they like slightly acidic, uh, loomy conditions with a soil pH between 6.0 and 7.5. You want to pick an area where you can keep your horseradish planting site at least one and a half to two feet away from other plants to leave enough room for those roots to develop without interfering the other crops. Also, I'll talk about this shortly, but when you're going to harvest that, you have to dig those out and you definitely don't want to disrupt any other plants in the area and you want to definitely give yourself enough space. And I just found this these out the other day when I went to harvest horseradish is horseradish tap roots grow really deeply and they can be as much as a foot of depth or more if left unattended. So you want to dig a trench around three to four inches deep in unobstructed loose soil and you definitely want to take the little um, shovel and break up the soil as you're putting these horseradish sets into the soil. The trench should also be wide enough for your horseradish root to Lay at a 45 degree angled, uh, tapered and exposed root side down. Then you want to cover that with topsoil and any kind of compo compost you want to add to this. Because I'm all about sustainability and companion planting, you definitely, um, some good companion plants with horseradish are rhubarb, sweet potatoes, asparagus. They all make really nice companions for your horseradish plant. But again, you don't want to plant too closely because those horseradish roots need room to spread and they may compete with resources and they may destroy the fragile roots of other nearby fruits and veggies. And again, when we get to harvesting, you definitely want some space to do that safely. So now that you decided to plant horseradish roots, let me tell you how easy it is to take care of them. It's honestly a low maintenance plant and can tolerate frost and has very few garden foes. However, it's still important to pay attention to your plants. You want to make sure they get Watered weekly, um, they can definitely retain a lot of moisture in their soil, so you don't need to have frequent watering, maybe just weekly, um, or depending on where you're at, once or twice a week. It really just kind of depends on your area. Overwatering can definitely kill a horseradish plant. You definitely want to fertilize if necessary um, using a low nitrogen, high phosphate fertilizer if your soil lacks the proper nutrients for horseradish roots to thrive. Again, it's going to do most of its work under the soil, so you definitely, that's the part of the plant you're consuming. So something I learned in preparation for this podcast is that you need to trim away 
all but three or four of the tall leaves surrounding the crown of your horseradish plant. So these tall leaves are also called suckers and they can grow up to four feet long. They can be really long. Um, so suckers should be trimmed back when they're around eight inches to stop roots from undesirable spreading or becoming irregularly shaped. Uh, just in terms of processing um, horseradish root, you definitely want to make sure it's as um, regularly shaped as possible. It just makes it easier to harvest and less waste. Horseradishes, um, although they don't have a lot of garden foes, um, flea beetles and cabbage worms can definitely infiltrate that. And so there's definitely organic insecticides or just keep them near companion planting for beneficial insects that feed on these garden pests. So how to harvest? Well, horseradish takes about one year to reach maturity. And so after that initial planting, horseradish planted in early spring may be ready to harvest by early spring of the following year. However, horseradish takes between 140 days to 160 days to harvest. Depending on where you're at, horseradish develops really well in late summer months. So even if enough time has passed, avoid harvesting your horseradish until late fall or early winter. In colder climates, harvesting horseradish before the ground freezes is usually the time that you go and dig it up. So because we consume that root of a horseradish plant, you want to loosen the soil around the plant when you are ready to harvest. You can use a garden shovel or a garden fork to carefully dig up the horseradish roots. And I definitely had a hard time the other day when I was digging it up. Definitely don't do it clean. I had a work dress on and I kind of went out during my lunchtime to try to dig it up and that was kind of a mistake. So definitely be ready for that. Horseradish roots grow from other horseradish roots. So be careful not to sever or cut any pieces off your plant when removing it as it can lead to unwanted growth of new plants. So once you dig out these horseradish roots, um, I wash off the roots, pat them dry and place them in a plastic bag or other airtight container in the refrigerator for a couple days. Um, I just kind of left them out. Unpilled horseradish gives off a um, hearty um, aroma. And so it will definitely, similar to an onion, will definitely take over your refrigerator. That's why I left mine on the counter with other garlic that we have to just kind of let it dry out. So apparently the compounds in horseradish are activated by a few minutes of exposure to air, but destroyed by high heat. So there are many ways to preserve horseradish, but the most versatile and common way is to have prepared horseradish, which can be added to other ingredients to form horseradish sauces, things that you see on the market. Um, it can be um, combined with some tomato sauce or an organic ketchup. You can make a shrimp cocktail sauce that's kind of spicy. You can add prepared horseradish to sour cream to have a creamy horseradish sauce for meats, potatoes. Um, you can enrich uh, mayonnaise. Um, I like to make homemade mayo, which is really awesome with homemade eggs. You can add this prepared horseradish and you get kind of like a really tangy kind of sauce that you can add on roast beef and other meat. The list goes on. There's a lot of different things um, that you can add to prepare horseradish. So how do you make this? Well, I'm glad you asked, but for reals, um, I suggest having a food processor or blender, but you want to peel that horseradish root, um, put it in a blender or food processor. You can also sit there and grate the horseradish root so it doesn't get as lumpy. Um, you can also strain it through. Um, a different sieve, um, not a fine mesh one because it won't come through there because it's a little thick, but it's definitely um, something to think about depending on the type of horseradish you want. So once you either place that in a food processor or you grate it really slowly, um, you definitely want to add one tablespoon of white vinegar, one tablespoon water, and a quarter teaspoon of sugar and salt. And this is a good brine for the prepared horseradish. It is spicy, so similar to onions, it's very pungent and it may make your eyes water. 
So it's important, this little brine that you made, that you add that immediately to the prepared horseradish so it doesn't lose its flavor. Otherwise, you'll just have a spicy mustard oil, which is good too, but it's not necessarily prepared horseradish. This prepared horseradish, again, can be added to almost any other recipe to enrich the flavor, but it'll keep in the refrigerator for a month. And because I love horseradish, it doesn't usually last long. So every one piece of horseradish root, you'll want uh, one to two tablespoons of water um, and one tablespoon of white vinegar, pinch of salt, a little bit of sugar. Um, if your horseradish is a little too liquidy or watery, again, you can uh, strain it through a bigger hold uh, sieve just to get out some of that moisture, transfer it to a jar and store in your fridge. So now that you have that horseradish sauce, uh, you can definitely add it to mayos to put on any kind of sandwich. You can add it and make your own um, salad dressing. Again, it is spicy, so just be wary in terms of your spice level. I'm from New Mexico, so I love anything spicy. It can handle spicy. Um, you can definitely, um, it goes really well with most proteins. Um, it pairs really well, even with certain cheeses, if you do eat dairy. I even saw a recipe for horseradish hummus. I love Mediterranean hummus, um, but the addition of something spicy sounds really good to me. I've never tried it, so maybe I'll try that. Um, you can add it to make a homemade tartar sauce or um, a homemade cocktail sauce for any kind of seafood or shrimp. Um, it definitely pairs really well. Also, fresh horseradish pairs really nicely with beets. Um, I've never tried that. Um, I actually didn't grow, we didn't grow any beets this year, so I can't attest to how this goes. Um, but also just, it's a really great thing to add to any sauces. You can add it to aiolis, um, mustards, mayos, really just anything. So lots of options here. One recipe that I found that I definitely want to try. Again, I don't eat a lot of salt, so this is going to be a little cheap for me. But um, there's definitely a, sa a salmon dip recipe. So you take uh, cream cheese. Of course, I would use almond-based uh, dairy-free since I am dairy-free. Mix that with some prepared horseradish, some lemon juice, black pepper, Worcestershire sauce, and dill. And add um, some smoked salmon to it. It sounds absolutely delicious. Again, I don't eat smoked salmon very much because of the salt content. But this will definitely be on my cheat meal or treat meal list for me. So now that you learned a little bit more about how to grow horseradish, I hope I've inspired you to add something else to your farm, backyard, or homestead. Thank you for listening to Farm Chica. I look forward to hearing from you and have a wonderful time growing your own horseradish.